0: welding instructor alex Declare knows vr training platforms like forge fx help students master their skills there's a big learning curve with welding virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact when you're an american express platinum card member don't be surprised if you say things like chef what course are we on I'm, i've lost count or shoot that shoot that
1: What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, three and out podcast. How's everyone doing? Hopefully, everyone's having a good day. Good Monday. Hopefully, everyone had a good Mother's Day. Here's a hat tip to your mother, your wife, if she's a mother. Hell, your girlfriend, if she's a mother. We love all the mothers. I definitely, especially do. John Middlecoff, great woman, biggest supporter of uh, this podcaster you'll ever meet. I'll promise you that. My biggest number one fan, that that is for damn sure. So happy belated Mother's Day to all the women in your life. And uh, here's the plan. I thought I'd just come on and talk a little bit about, you know, the Job Morant situation. I, I just think there are some parallels in the NFL in the draft. Just it, why it's so difficult. You know, whether guys are high character and then you get them and they screw up or guys are character risks. You know, it's just... This is a human business, man, and it is very, very difficult, you know, the situation when it comes to drafting, you know, players, whether it's stars or whether it's average ones. I mean, you're just – these situations, uh, it's what makes the draft hard. So we'll dive into some of that. Carson Wentz is still unemployed. And then just a couple quick thoughts on the schedule. Uh, I actually did go through every team schedule, and we'll talk about every game. Again, totally kidding, but uh, I did not do that. But I'll just, couple things, couple uh, talking points that I think get overvalued and undervalued when it comes just overall to the schedule. And uh, I put out a podcast yesterday on the three and out feed. So that was just a mailbag. It was like a 30-minute mailbag. So if you need some more content, if you didn't listen, because Sunday's Mother's Day, don't blame you. I uh, got a podcast out yesterday. It was like 30, 35 minutes. This is a shorter one, too. Probably have a big football one come Tuesday. We'll have a big golf podcast. The major, the PGA championship is up in Buffalo, actually, uh, Oak Hill. So, already, I got a lot of wagers already uh, placed for that. So, we will talk heavily who to bet on for that thing. Can't wait. Love a major. And uh, we'll just keep rocking and rolling. So, that, that's the plan right now. Uh, a couple podcasts. Keep on flowing. Keep the content rolling. And uh, any other housekeeping? Thevolume.com. Check out the merch. Golo hats. We're live on AMP. Live on AMP, download Amazon AMP. I think that's it. Do you want to go to an NFL game this this fall? Do you want to go to a college football game? Have you ever been dreaming, I want to go see Michigan? I want to go to Alabama LSU. I, I want to go to the big game. I want to watch Caleb Williams live. I got you covered. Here's what you do. You go to your app store and you download Game Time. They happen to be the official ticketing app of this show. And you sign up. And you find your tickets, whatever you want to go to, athletic event, comedy, you want to go to a concert, and you type in the promo code John. J-O-H-N $20 off. You want to go see Caleb Williams this fall? I kind of do, to be honest with you. I need to look at their schedule. Are they come into play in Arizona State at Arizona State. I might have to check that bad boy out. Uh, promo code John, anything, games, baseball games. You want to go to the NBA finals, obviously, this fall with football to you name it. Concerts, comedy shows, got you covered. Promo code John. Game time. Go download the app right now. All my friends are using it. And a lot of you are too. And I thank you very much. Game time does as well. So keep hammering that promo code. I woke up this morning uh, and I had a good Saturday. (laughs) You know, a little day drinking, bike rides, let it in some night drinking, asleep by 930. Kind of come to in the morning, had had some uh, errands to run. Uh, bright and early, yeah, you know, like 7 o'clock, Sunday morning. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Open my phone and see uh, John Morant's in trouble again. And he was showing a gun on Instagram Live for like the 17th time. I don't know how you could be that dumb, but somehow he does that. And I, I think this is a good example because all weekend long, at least the last two weeks, you've seen these rookie minicamps. And for the most part, rookie minicamp is kind of, You know a shit show no one really knows what's going on there aren't that many players you bring a lot of guy on tryouts but it's very very cool to see your star players usually the guys that you drafted really high in your jersey and definitely the quarterback from anthony richardson to bryce young i mean i can't tell you how many text messages i got this weekend from people or people tagging me on twitter look how small bryce young looks yeah he's small guys i mean small guys look small when they play football you know, in college or the NFL, he's he's not going to look big. Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. There, there were clips of him throwing it. It's fun. It it, it is fun if you're a fan of that team. Uh, it, it's cool for us that not much is going on to see those videos. We talk about it the entire draft leading up for the process. Most people can watch, and especially next year, Caleb Williams or Marvin Harrison Jr. or a Bosa brother or Miles Garrett or whoever. Trent Williams, Lane Johnson. I mean the premium guys like they can play. My, my my mom could scout a lot of drafts in the top 10, right? The scouting profession and the the job of a GM and the coach plays a large role in this too because he has especially all around the league now heavy decision making power is to evaluate the human being. And I remember Chris Ballard, I was watching his press conference and I think they asked him, it was after the first round they had drafted Anthony Richardson. They said, when did you decide on Anthony Richardson? He's like, probably about a month ago, after he left on his visit, because we felt very good about the guy. But here's the hard part. And this is why you hear these conversations, you know, nonstop about the draft. A lot of fans complain, media complains, help people in the league complain. Like, it's not an exact science. It's so hard. Look at the bust rates and people are like, how do these teams keep missing? because you're not dealing with widgets. You're not acquiring a business that the revenue is set on a yearly basis. Right? I didn't just acqu- acquire, you know, seven alarm stores that I know exactly how much money I'm going to make. You're acquiring people. And people change. They are very fluid, right? I don't care how mature you are. You never know what a guy is going to react to every level in which he steps up in life, right? You change from high school to college to professionally. I've been saying it forever. Not that it's, you know, breaking news here, but the majority, overwhelming majority of human beings get a long runway on their professional career. Not the way it works in pro sports, right? You kind of have to capitalize. It's, it's being, you know, lengthened a little bit with uh, training and eating and just health the, the way we understand how to treat the body now. That's different back in the day where guys had 10 year careers. Now guys can play 15 years, 20 years. You know, look at Brady, look at some of these people. But you're still dealing with a guy, an individual who is going to get a lot of public criticism. And I, I would say, um, you know, praise as well as a lot of money. These are very difficult spots. I don't care who you are. It's why a small percentage of people one can handle to play at the level and then handle the way to conduct themselves at the level. Job Morant's a good example. Can't miss prospect. The only reason he wasn't the number one pick in the draft is because he was in Zion Williamson's draft. High character guy. His family was around all the time. His dad is a major, major part of his life. And when I saw this video, which, listen, I'm not anti-guns. I grew up in a home with way more guns than people. But I know this, that if I would have ever held a handgun like that, My dad's passed away. He'd if I did that right now, he'd come out of the sky and backhand me. Like that is just what are you doing? You know, I'm not here to say banish all the weapons, but any of us that grew up around them and are around them know there is a way to handle them and not. And then there's a level of stupidity, right? And this is when you're dealing with Jalen Carter, for example. The major question mark with him is: Can I trust him? Is he trustworthy? And once you get out of college, it's actually easier, you know, if you play for Duke or North Carolina or play football for USC or Alabama. The structure in which I can control you, even with NIL, is much, much stronger. In pro sports, in the NBA, in the NFL, you got a lot of free time. These are a business. The GM ain't holding your hand 24 7, 365. And I was thinking about this when I saw that video. The thing that I found the most funny thing, uh, the most funny part, it's not funny at all, but just that I remember thinking it was laughable at the time, that there was a story that someone on the Indiana Pacers had said that Ja Morant, you know, he has this crew of clearly dipshits that he runs around with, had pointed, uh, like basically red dotted him, like a member of SEAL Team 6 in one of the SUVs after a game because there was an altercation, verbal altercation during the game. And someone on the Pacers said, they pointed a gun at me and there was a red dot. I don't know if it was on his head or his shoulder or whatever. And Adam Silver did nothing. Nothing. Of course he didn't, because he's one of the softest leaders in the history of of business. And I remember thinking how much shit Roger Goodell got. And listen, it's not an envious position to be in to hand down these intense penalties on players. But I think it's proven that when you lean harsh in this situation it's better than currently what the NBA does, which no one gets in trouble. Again, a dude in a car that John ja Morant was in, which is clearly John ja Morant's car, red dotted a dude on another team, not a player, but a personnel guy. And they're like, eh, I'm not sure that happened. I mean, Adam Silver's like, ah, just, you know, pointed at his feet, no hollow points. <laughs> I mean, Roger Goodell would have been suspended the rest of the season. Yet in the NBA, he got like five games suspension. It was nothing. It was a joke. And they have these situations and listen, is the NFL perfect? Of course not. But looking back, some of those harsh penalties, I understand some of them you can argue, but like in not everything's been perfect. There's been some stuff uh, that has clearly been a disaster. The Ray Rice fiasco, but just in terms of a general statement of like lean being harsh or lean being pro player, like, oh, just slap on the wrist. I think it's pretty clear which way you should go. But this gets back to in the draft process of trying to find people that you can trust, that you can believe in. What did I, I looked at social media this weekend. Who's there getting a degree? Oh, Jalen Hurts. Why does Jalen Hurts need a degree? Think about that. Is there one human being where currently that just signed a contract within the last month where a degree could be any less meaningless? He just the whole point of a degree is try to get into the private sector and make some cash. Guy literally just got paid $180 million. Yet there's a follow through. There's a maturity. There's a seriousness to the guy. And there's stuff like, like I said, John Morant viewed coming out of college, high character guy, dad around. Like, where is this guy's dad? It, it, you stop being his dad, start being his friend. Like, what the fuck's going on? It's, it's, it's a clown show. And it's at a point now, and it, it gets like this sometimes. And some NFL players over the years have put themselves where they get to a point where it feels like they're bigger than the team. The team can't slow them down. You know, we've seen that most recent probably example would be uh, Antonio Brown. It's hard to put, you know, it it back, right? Once you jump the shark, it's usually harder to get it back under control because by that time, the guy has unlimited money. John Moran, for example, has unlimited money. And uh, this is, we talk about this a lot with NIL, you know, how that impacts, you know, guys focus. I actually think it's, it helps because you don't ask the question as much. Like you clearly, if you're a higher draft pick in one of these sports, you get more money probably than you got in the NIL, but you don't have to ask like, how's Caleb Williams money once he becomes a millionaire? It's like, yeah, he's made $10 million the last two years. You know, he drives a G wagon. He has a house in Malibu, you know, every piece of clothing he wears is very expensive. Like the guy's got money, a lot of money. He makes more money than like a lot of mid-round draft picks right now that have been in the league for several years. So there's just, it's difficult. Now, I always support, I get angry during draft time when people overdraft talent. But I always understand where, you know, teams this year didn't feel comfortable with Jalen Carter. And we'll see over time if that's the right or wrong decision. But I I think when you make decisions based off, off the field, things you feel confident about, I understand it. And the hard part is, it's easy to go back. Jalen Carter becomes a seven-time All-Pro, one of the greatest defensive linemen ever. And you go, yeah, I don't know if we were equipped. To, that might not have worked here. That that might not have worked here. I was listening to the Kelsey pod with, uh, and Andy was talking to Travis like, you know, they've been together for 10 years. And even Andy was like, you know, those first five years weren't easy. <laughs> we, we, we butted our heads a little bit. You were a great player, so we kept using you. But we weren't always on the same page. And these last five years, I swear by it. Those first couple years were a little rocky. I think that's a good example. And I'd be fascinated, like what Travis, would, would he have thrived anywhere? Could any situation have handled him? Now, all these situations of guys getting in trouble, arrested, whatever, are always different, right? Some are just don't listen to you. Before we dive into what's next, do you know that Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home? And as someone who is currently house shopping and who has bought property before, you walk in, you go, well, I need to fix the kitchen. I need to want to improve this bathroom. I want to fix some stuff in the backyard. And then you go, well, I don't do this for a living. Where do I even start? Who do I even contact? That's where Angie has 20 years of experience combined with new tools to simplify the process. Over 220,000 pros in their network. They can help you get the best price for your product. They have new projects that are priced upfront and clearly lays out the cost before you buy. With Angie, you can request quotes from multiple pros in your area the pros in your network are locally based in just a few taps in the angie app or click on the site you can have angie tackle your home service project from start to finish download the free angie mobile app today or visit angie.com that's a-n-g-i.com Speaking of a guy that doesn't listen, really, Carson Wentz is a good example. It was just over the last 12 months, Carson Wentz has been traded for a first round pick and multiple third round picks. So it's not like his value, you know, he hasn't been worth anything in years. No, he's literally been traded back to back years for valuable draft picks. And he currently, uh, on May 14th, when I'm recording this, does not have a job. Think about that. Carson Wentz does not have a job. Is he a good starting quarterback? Clearly not really. But there is, we have this argument sometimes with players. He clearly is better than the majority of backups. But whenever we get into this argument is like, why is so-and-so not in the league? And a lot of it is like as a backup quarterback, which Carson Wentz would have to transition into being, there are a couple requirements. One, low ego. I need to hear from you very little in terms of like your opinions on big picture stuff about the squad. You just kind of fit in. You're just kind of a little member of the squad here in the back, even though you play a big role because you help the starting quarterback get ready, depending on the team situation. You, you know, uh you play against the starting defense. So you give them looks based on the quarterback you're going to face on that giving week, which is obviously very, very important. And you got to be a good teammate. People have to like you. We talked about it with Matt Ariza over the last couple pods, right? Like his situation. Did the Bills screw that up? And I said, I, I'm going to, this is just a fact. They had no clue whether he was telling the truth or not. Clearly, he was telling the truth. The reason that they went their separate ways and cut him last year was he was a punter, right? And like a backup quarterback, kind of the same thing. I can't have you being a distraction. I need you to kind of just be one of the more well liked guys in the building. And one issue for Carson Wentz, from what I've heard, not a bad guy, like not some terrible human being, but him and coaches don't always get along. Why? He kind of thinks he has all the answers. And Jason Kelsey said this on a podcast, that one thing he regretted about the Carson situation was not forcing him to kind of be closer with guys. So when shit hits the fan, everyone's kind of in the trenches together. And back to Jalen Hurts, when I think about his non-quantifiable like quantifiable skills, like deep ball, running ability, you know, whatever. Non-just like on-the-field stuff. I would say his two best attributes. One, improvement, which to me encompasses like, dude wants to be coached, and dude wants to be coached hard. Nick Saban, Lincoln Riley, gets with Sirianni. And remember, they had a blow-up. It was either last year or two years ago. And Philly wanted to make a big deal about it. And Nick was like, "Uh, I'm the son of a coach. I'm a coach. He's uh, also a son of a coach. He likes being yelled at. And we're very comfortable doing that. And Jalen even said after, like, yeah, I'm unfaced. Carson, that's not the case with him. And the other thing, like, not the best teammate. Not in a bad way, but just, like, not super close with guys. Being close with guys... Here's a reality for most of our businesses, right? Depending on who you work with, you don't necessarily need to be that close. Whether it's in an office situation, you know, whether it's being coworkers, you can be very professional and cordial. As the starting quarterback, I would say it's pretty important to develop a- a- and aspire to work on close relationships with people. And it, organically, it should naturally happen. Right? Say what you want about Aaron Rodgers. Clearly, he's pretty tight with some guys. You know, he just is. You know, like We can make fun about Randall Cobb all he wants. Randall Cobb really likes Aaron Rodgers. Mercedes Lewis really likes Aaron Rodgers. David Bakhtiari really likes Aaron Rodgers. I mean, these guys are really close. Obviously, Brady's list and Peyton Manning's list speak for themselves. These guys are boys. And being boys, you know, almost like a high school level of friendship is important even when you're all millionaires and, and really famous. And when you see that Carson Wentz like one thing I heard about Mark Sanchez from people that were on teams and work for teams around. Him, they're like, people love this guy. You know, P- Chase Daniel. People love the guy. Case Keenum. People love certain players. W- why did Brock Purdy resonate so fast even before he started playing? Fred Warner started pounding the table for the guy. Fred's like, I like this guy, man. Having people. We, we talked about it with Malik Willis, why his job status is in trouble, because Having people that in the building, whether it be players, executives or coaches that get your back and usually you get someone's back that I don't know you like, you know, it's easy in pro sports just to get someone's back because they can play. But at the highest level, it's kind of a combination of both. You got to be able to plan. I got to like you. Right. And this gets back to, you know, to job ja Morant. Like it's like how how long are people going to support this? Like, can I trust the guy? Because clearly, I'd say he doesn't feel like the most trustworthy guy in the world right now because he can't make good decisions. And a lot of life, the older you get, it's just about making pretty good decisions. Like, it ain't illegal to own a handgun, right? But when you're in his position, should you be showing a handgun on Instagram Live constantly? And listen, I can't relate to growing up in a social media era, right? I was already 20, 22, 23 as social media started getting going i can't imagine being nine years old right now and gonna grow up it's hard it's i can't relate to that just like a lot of people listening that are in their 30s can't relate to what someone listening right now that's 18 years old has kind of had to go through it's a completely different world when when i was at cal poly and we would burn a couch at three in the morning on the road like no one was taking a video of it it wasn't even possible the iPad didn't even exist until I was like a junior in college. Excuse me, not the iPad, the iPod. And the iPod was gigantic. It was like the size of a notebook. But this, these are the way society is now. And th- these are huge portions of it. And when you do things, you know, and having Jalen Carter, like the Eagles are going to do everything humanly possible to take care of that risk. But there are going to be parts like on Tuesday, he doesn't have to show up at the facility. You know, and I don't. I'm not trying to just pigeonhole him, but he was the best example of the only reason the Eagles acquired him was because of those question marks. If he was just viewed as like uh, B. John Robinson, he would have gone. I mean, hell, he would have been the third overall pick. He, the quarterbacks would have been the first non quarterback off the board, and it wouldn't even have been a question. It, it would have been him. He's in a different stratosphere. And again, we're nitpicking high stratospheres here. But even then, Will Anderson, as a player and as a talent, but these are just you're dealing with people. And uh, so after a while, they show their true colors like Josh starting to show his true colors. Right. He's just. He's lacking something upstairs. He just is like, you can't consistently do these. I keep hearing cry for help. Cry for help. Give me a break. Like This gets to a point where you're just an idiot, you know, cry for help. Fucking showing a gun on Instagram. Give me a break. (laughs) And before, uh, you know, I haven't gone through everyone's schedule, but a talking point when it just comes to the schedules, I do think there's things that are important and things that are not important. And a lot of it just gets thrown under the umbrella of this team travels a lot. Okay. Well, traveling is a major, you know, red flag on a season, a team that has to travel a lot. But one thing that is completely irrelevant If you are an East Coast team or you are a West Coast team and you have a long road trip and you play two teams in that time zone, back-to-back weeks, like if I'm Seattle and I play the Giants one week and the Commanders the next week, that's not a crazy travel in the sense that I'm not flying back and forth. So I'm cutting two trips, right? Because I'm going to stay out there. And in 2023, all these teams now same vice versa, right? The Giants this week, or I mean, week two and week three, they play the Cardinals week two, and then they play the 49ers the following week on Thursday night football. They're clearly going to stay on the West Coast. So it's a a long travel to play the Cardinals. But then the following week, that Thursday night game, that travel isn't that crazy. It's, you know, an hour and a half flight. I've made it a bunch <laughs> right to the Bay Area. Honestly, it's probably flying up from Arizona, get the win. Could you be there an hour and 25 minutes. So when you stay games back to back, all these teams stay down. Now, when you have the one off situation, that is taxing, especially when like what I would factor in. If I'm the Giants and I play the Rams or I'm the Rams and I play a Florida team and and I got to go back, who do I play the next week? That is 100 percent a disadvantage. All of these international games, not ideal in terms of long travel it's just depending on where you are. I guess if you're on the Eastern seaboard and you're playing, you know, in the UK or whatever, it's there's no difference. It's like a five and a half hour flight. So it's like a cross country flight in America. But I do think the Thursday night game, I didn't see, I haven't seen it. I guess I could have looked it up before this podcast. I know the 49ers have two Thursday night games. I would imagine they're not the only team. If you have multiple Thursday night games, that is very, very difficult. But the one example I will use for them I always say a Thursday, all Thursday night games are not equal. When you play a Thursday night game, to me, I would draw the line of delineation like right around Halloween, maybe even a week before. If you're playing a Thursday night game in the first or second week of September, that has no parallels to playing a Thursday night game in early December, right? Because the wear and tear on your body is nowhere near the same. So it is a massive advantage for any team to play your Thursday night game earlier in the season. Now, one thing with the Thursday night game is who do you play after the Thursday night game? Cuz if you are able to win the Thursday night game, if you have a difficult opponent, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals, whatever, that's a pretty big advantage for you. Obviously, if you're playing a bad team, that that'd be you wouldn't be worried about it on a short week let alone extra couple of days. But when you play a good team the following week, that's a huge advantage for your team. You could argue win or lose. And to me when I look at Thursday nights like are you the home team? Cuz if you're the home team, especially coming off a home game, like that's not that difficult relative to Thursday night games. Now, if you're the home team and you're coming off a road trip, like how far is that road trip? Cuz that's a pretty big disadvantage. And if you have a Thursday night game earlier in the season, the other thing your coaching staff can do is work on the games right now. That's like a good summer, you know, training camp project. I remember when I was with the Eagles, we would have reps in OTAs about divisional opponents like you utilize some of this off-season stuff to just lightly start inserting some game plan ideas for either early season opponents or divisional opponents now the one thing with these uh road games right like uh if you play a Thursday night game and you're the road team you now if you play a divisional game especially the NFC East or the AFC North it's not that hard to travel. But sometimes they aren't divisional games and they are longer travels. And that can be a little more difficult in terms of, you know, where you got to go. So based on your Thursday night game, to me, the key is road team. If you are the road team, how far you got to go. And if you are the road team and it's after kind of that line late October, that's a fucking hard game. I don't care if you're playing a three win team or you're playing the Chiefs or the Bengals. That that is just very difficult. All these players talk about it. Right How difficult it is to get their body right for Wednesday's practice. George Kittle was talking about with Theo Vaughn on this podcast like it takes me, I have to do a ton of work Monday and Tuesday to be able to ready to practice well. I, I remember Carr Derek Carr talked about it, how serious he takes Monday and Tuesday because to feel confident about your week of practice, you don't want to go into Wednesday sore. And it's, it's much more attainable, I would say, earlier in the season that it's just, it might be difficult. The other thing with schedules, and listen, I'm guilty of this too, not necessarily playing the win loss game, but you look at games that look easier than others. I mean, it's clear. Like you're playing the Chiefs, right? You, you know, you're playing the Bengals, you're playing the Bills, you're playing the Eagles. You know, certain teams are going to be good. But like the Saints, the Saints could be an 11 win team or they could be a six win team. I don't know. I have no clue, right? The Patriots, you could you convince me this is the year it all kind of falls apart and they win six, or actually they're kind of competitive and it's like an ugly 10. So what team you're playing past the first couple weeks, because even if a team is crappy, I mean, the Bears got the number one overall pick. They beat the 49ers week one. I think week one and week two a little bit, you're going to get a tough game. I don't care if you're playing me or you at quarterback or you're playing Mahomes or Burrow. It's hard. But as the season goes on, a couple things. Teams that you think are going to be good are not as good. Like If I gave you the Giants or Seattle on the schedule in 2022 and you were a decent team, you'd be like, win-win. Well, clearly it turned out they were pretty good. The Lions, you're like, ah, it's a, they're not going to be bad again. They won nine games, right? And then you thought teams that were a lock to be good, the Packers, uh, weren't as good, right? So you just never quite know going in and you never know who's going to get hurt. Right, not only key players get hurt, but quarterbacks get hurt, and it might even not be a serious long-term injury. But if the starting quarterback, if Aaron Rodgers has to miss two weeks for a bad ankle sprain, and Zach Wilson starts, I think we view the Jets game a lot differently, right? It, we've seen it before, like when Chad Haney's had to start for Mahomes being out, or whoever. The Rams are a good example last year. Like I don't know if the Rams are going to win back-to-back Super Bowls. I would have picked them to make a wild card. They were, by the middle of the season, they were a joke. I mean, they were they were unwatchable. All their players were hurt. So it, it is difficult to play that game sometimes with the schedules. Don't get me wrong. I like playing it. But it is, I think sometimes, and I, like I said, I'm guilty of this. It can be a waste of our energy to really look past like you could even argue the first month. Now, the one thing you know, good or bad, typically your division games are going to be hard. Right? Even if you have... You know, you're you're a team that's going to go five and one in the division, like last year. Chiefs, I think, went six and zero, and the 49ers went six and zero. I think I'm pretty sure those were the only two teams that swept their divisions. Doesn't mean those division games aren't difficult, aren't hard to win. Y- even if you're a lot better, in something like you might blow out of the six games. Two, you're going to be in a dogfight for a couple of them. It's, that's the way football is, which makes it very entertaining. It's a huge part of the parity of even when you have eight point spreads. It's pretty easy for the team that's favored by eight to be down in the second half. Now they still end up winning. They don't cover. Why the NFL's king, baby.
2: The volume.